Hi, welcome back to Books and Broomsticks. I'm Kata Quichon. And I'm Matt Hatter-Plays. And today we are talking about misconceptions of ingredients. Yay! Which, <laughs> I don't even know how we came up with this topic. I think it was because I was lemons. angry about lemons. It's lemons. It's every time, oh, hold on one second, crisp sound. Thank you. It's lemons every single time. Every so there's this fun little tidbit that you guys don't know, or if you know Frankie, then you know. If they find a lemon on TikTok, it will be a three-hour conversation. It will be a three-hour conversation. (laughs) Which is great. I love the passion. That's that's what we need. So I think that using lemons and hexes is very valid i know there are so many traditions and folk magics that that originated from and comes from even even um italian folk magic has a lemon hex like it's everywhere except i just wish we would be a little bit more creative with how we use the lemon um it's always cut it open stick shit in it and i'm like why don't you nibble off pieces of the lemon at the christmas mass and throw it onto your target's property why don't you squeeze it out into there why don't you rot the lemon first um all of these things i also yeah. once uh had a lemon hex backfire on me that i did so i am a little petty and pissy about that still <laughs> well and my my thing is is like when I think about the misconceptions of ingredients, I think about how everybody has these very limited viewpoints about ingredients as a general note. Like why, why are we cursing every single time with a lemon? Like it was known as a cleansing and purification tool first. So like, why are we, why can't we go back to that a little bit? I found it interesting. Um, It was noted when I was making my video about lemons and jars as a joke on TikTok, someone said um, lemons, but don't discount uh, like hoodoo and voodoo, which use lemons as curses, which is true. They do. Um, lots of folk magics do because they're easy to get. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. they're used they're used to sour a, a situation, which is very hoodoo of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're used as, I mean, the color yellow, for God's sake. So if you dry them, put them in a bundle, you can use them to bring in joy. There's so many different uses. So every time I see them online as being used as a, a, a hex or a curse, I also sit there going, yes, I understand. This is trash because... It's just overplayed. It's just boring. Like, there are come so on. many other things you can use. Get an eggplant, a banana, a cucumber. Me and squashes and pickles are my favorite. Like, if you want to curse somebody, go after their junk. Well, like, do here's it. the thing is if we're talking like poppets, yeah, limes okay. also. Limes are great for souring hexes. I never see them used. That's true. Uh, anything that's sour, I mean, why not grapefruit? <laughs> like, why not grapefruit? I love grapefruit. Uh, straight vinegar. Like, come on. Uh, there's so many vinegar, things. Turpentine. Turpentine is a great one. Turpentine has been used for such a long time. Be careful. If you're one of our younger viewers, though, probably don't touch don't turpentine. Do turpentine. N- no offense. It's a bitch to get rid of. It, it is. And plus, like, you'll get. You'll get that contact tie and not the fun kind. It usually is just a massive headache and you're kind of dizzy. <laughs> you get, it's also corrosive when it touches your skin. Yeah. It's a uh, lot. 
yeah, there's all sorts of different ones that uh, are so misunderstood, misconceived. Rosemary, for instance, everybody loves and treats rosemary as an all-purpose. Mm-hmm. And they also treat it as, like, the nicest herb on the face of the planet and, like, great for beginners. Me and rosemary don't get along magically, just that's so you're all aware. That's hilarious. Yeah, everyone's like, rosemary, and I'm like, who? <laughs> rosemary who? Not, I love yeah. rosemary. Uh, if you're not part of our uh, top tier of Patreon, you, you're not going to see it, but uh, Frankie just showed their fantastic uh, bundle of rosemary. Um, but yeah, Here's no, the thing never... too, is for a while, um, in substitutions, it was said rosemary could substitute for any herb. Yeah, and that's just a misconception. Like, Where did it really that come can. from? I don't know. I, I think just the age of tumblr i guess or the age of social media witchcraft white Um, candle was the other one a white candle and rosemary can substitute for everything white candle i can understand because that's the original color of candles so white white candle does fit under all candles Mm -hmm. and most things with fire and holding on to spirit uh can be a good replacement Mm-hmm. But there needs to be a little bit more nuance and understanding when you do something like that. I also um, find it interesting that they chose rosemary to be the worldwide substitution because, listen, I love rosemary. Rosemary's fantastic. Great for protection. Great for memory. Um, has a lot of, like, really tasty kitchen magic. But rosemary doesn't have what I call this double-edged sword that a lot of other, other herbs do, where they have both protection and some kind of, quote-unquote, baneful properties. They can be used for very heavy protection and also for uh, banishing or binding or kind of throwing something out um a few herbs that i use that i have that double-edged sword are like rue very much used for both cursing and protection really great herbal ally rosemary is uh, an herb that's native to the mediterranean it's super yummy it's delicious if you're italian like me rosemary is probably one of the first things you grow up tasting um (laughs) or you were very aware of it. You got rosemary, you got basil, you got oregano. And okay, yeah. but more to your other point, uh, there there does seem to be a certain duality. I can't access any of it because rosemary and I don't get along. Um, because you got to think about all of the different parts of uh, the plant, right? Mm-hmm. So for starters, let's talk about like traditional uses versus potential uses, meaning, um, everybody has this traditional knowledge and when i say traditional i mean it in a folkloric sense there is a start and there is variance upon that start that means it can come from any time so there's a bunch of traditional understanding of what an item can do and then there is the potential uses which like for rosemary it's a stick it is a stick with pokey parts come on you can literally look at that and be like that is for sure a binding uh plant that is for sure something to make it sticky that is for sure something protective Did you um, say sticky because it's a stick i was thinking of the like tiny little pokey parts but also oh, yes got it. sticky because stick why not <laughs> oh man so um when i sit here looking at traditional uses and i i think that that's part of the problem is we get mm-hmm. stuck in these what we understand is tradition and we t- completely forget the rest of 
everything else. It just like we learn a tradition, brain empty, only that tradition exists. I mean, that's fair. I think I wish for more creativity when it comes to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more creativity when it comes to working with herbs um which we have done a few episodes i think talking about botanical magic kitchen craft uh i don't think we've done we've done land veneration and land spirits um and yeah those are all things that can help you kind of look at plants and connect with them more intensely yeah, and just because, like, it's not in a book doesn't mean that you can't have a certain relationship with the plant. Mm-hmm. Um, now, would I say that once you build that kind of relationship, run around and tell all of your friends that, like, they can do it too? No, I wouldn't suggest that. Um, because, again, your craft is very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be afraid to just be like, do a little reach out. Be like, hey, can I do this with you? And if it works out, fabulous. That means that that plant does that for you. For all I know, there could be somebody running around with lemons, creating prosperity magic with them. Sure. (laughs) I don't, I, that personally. That doesn't sound completely crazy to me. Anything with seeds feels like it can work in prosperity magic to me, but that's. BRB, I, there's so many seeds around my house. Exactly. Uh, Like, oh, here's a great one. Mint can be curses. Tell me that an abundance of problems does not sound like a curse, right? Or seed bomb your neighbor's yard. Don't do that unless- That's eco-terrorism, Matt. (laughs) Don't do that. Mint's invasive. It's super invasive, Don't do that. That is eco-terrorism. You're gonna ruin the environment. Somebody's gonna be like, Matt is real life poison ivy. And once I hit that point, when I tell you, once I hit that point, I'm fucking done with everything and I'm going to go home a happy man, that'll be the day when, Look forward to when that. the collective comes together and says, Matt's poison ivy, but real life. I'm going to be like, that's right. I'm an eco-terrorist. <laughs> Do you, I will never be an eco-terrorist because I care too much about native plants. Yeah, I'm 9,000% sure we're on a watch list now because we've said uh, Ecoterra's about 10 times. So that's fun. All right. They're, they're going to be like, um, this motherfucker. They're like, we should watch this podcast. They mentioned this a strange <laughs> number of times. Uh, where do they live? Um, but yeah, so there are other things too. Is like jars. Yeah, jars. I mean, and that's not a plant, but I am surprised about how many people use jar spells when to me, a jar spell is sealing something in. It's like a creating an environment that you don't want to be influenced by outside forces. Mm -hmm. So when people are like, oh, I made a money jar, I kind of get confused. So I kind of understand the basis of that, but I I do see Mm -hmm. where you're coming from as well. Like, A money jar makes sense because it is bringing in the money and then keeping it. Okay, that I I get, yeah. Yeah, so like, uh, or a cookie jar, like kind of like the same thing. You could literally call your abundance spell your cookie jar because cookies go in and people have to like open it in order to get them. Mm -hmm. Whatever, don't don't worry about it, it's fine. Um, 
though I understand where they're coming from, I think you're right. Jars are this giant, overly used and kind of like misunderstood uh, item, ingredient. Um, because you're right, it, it's trapping things in. And there's certain things you don't want to trap in. And there's certain things that you you don't realize that once you bring in, you can't get out because you've made a jar about it. Yep. Uh, like the love jars are the ones that get me every single time. I understand where the sweetening and love jars come from. What if you bring something in you don't want? What if you bring in a love you're not interested in? You can't kick that bitch out unless you dismantle the whole jar. That is why you collect collect a cup to a cup of a half of someone's juices. Great, but maybe <laughs> maybe have it in a bowl, like a sugar bowl or a, a love drawing bowl, something open so that you can just be like, okay, this isn't it. You That's should what go. I do with my I did that with a money bowl, you know? Yeah, but I, I need to actually bowl. I need to do some work on it because I stagnant. Recently. You know what one of my favorite things is and I I've seen someone do it once and I think it's an incredible spell. Money fountain. They take the idea of a money bowl and they put it around one of those fountains that consistently like recycles its water because it's the flow of money. I love that. Yeah, water coming in, water going out. Money coming in, money coming out. That's so smart. Solid. <laughs> solid. I that's the one right there. When we can get to that kind of original thinking, that's mm -hmm. when you're getting to your next step, in my opinion, of your, your craft. Mm -hmm. When you can implement things into not just your daily life, but also when you can start thinking into this not new dimension, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's not a new thought, having a money fountain. Um, but when you stop thinking just in tradition, you start thinking of potential you have this really cool new uh way of doing things maybe i'll make my spider plant a little money plant because that would be solid it's grows so fast it has a, just gave a seed pod um new babies forming it's a really great really fast growing plant and same with like ivy He's right Solid. here. I don't know if you can see. You can't see. Yes, kind of. One leaf. Um, one leaf. <laughs> um, plants are always so fun for me to make into things like spells or wards. Like my aloe vera has been a protection ward for literally years, and nothing can kill it. No, well, and that's and that's the thing. It's like you as a long-term practitioner. Um, somebody who has had a lot of influence come into your craft and that you can teach others, you look at each of these allies, you look into all of your ingredients, not you're just your herbal, all mm -hmm. allies, and see like, what is their mechanism? What is their entire purpose? So that you don't just have these social media <laughs> and uh, internet uses. understandings of things. And uh, let's talk about a little bit about how social media has just influenced um, these misconceived items. Yeah. Like the the lemon thing started and is ultimately a product of social media. It is. I agree with that. I think we are very quick to blame TikTok for most of these things, but before TikTok, there was Tumblr. 
-hmm. and before Tumblr, there was blogs. And so like, there's always going to be a source on the internet that provides misinformation. Mm -hmm. There is, it's always, that's always gonna, as long as you have people posting on the internet, there's going to be misinformation. It exists on multiple platforms. Well, and I would even argue that maybe not even the misinformation part, because yeah. you can you can research through misinformation. Yes. But I think it's such a locked in thing once something goes viral, that it, it it's kind of like everybody think thought that Gatorade was the best thing for you after you work out, right? Mm. Because it was so popular. Everybody believed it. Mm -hmm. Everybody, the propaganda, the whole nine yards about it, the marketing ploy, everybody. So everybody thought you just drink Gatorade to help your electrolytes. Okay. But that's not all it's like, that's not all you can do with it. And that's mm -hmm. not what you should use every single time, right? You shouldn't yeah. use uh Gatorade if you're a kidney transplant uh patient for instance like I shouldn't drink a ton of Gatorade because it's full of potassium um everything that you use you should be looking into is this your best product is this your best ingredient is this your best tradition yada 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 and like uh bodies <clears throat> Witchcraft is similar. Everyone's practice is personal and everything is gonna, it's gonna be different depending on who you ask. Um, and because of that, a lot of times nothing's going to be better than researching and working with things on your own and seeing if they work for you. Yeah. Uh, so my suggestion when we think about social media and impact is if you see something really popular on social media and you're like, yep, that's it, that's the thing. The second you lock into an ingredient only being for one purpose, you've lost. You have yeah. functionally lost the entire thing. Do you know how many people show me uh, every time I say, hey, what is a pepper used for in magic? And they call me and they say a curse hot foot powder. I'm like, you lost. That's you've you failed. Congratulations. You have given me the most simplistic, silly answer on the face of the planet. What about love? What about yeah, I was gonna say heating things up, like heating oh, a yeah. spell up, making something go faster. Yeah. What about making things go faster? What about like bringing in and drawing a, a potential permanent suitor? What about all of that? Yeah, it's well, okay. So when you're looking at that, you have to be very careful what kind of ritual you choose with uh, love and peppers because you're borderlining on close practices when you look at it. That was very Bless cute. Me. Thank you. I um, cannot do that. But yeah, I, I think the <laughs> the reason that we did this episode is because we're like, get creative with your stuff. <laughs> Think outside the box and start practicing and trying things out for yourself. Like maybe you're like Matt and Rosemary is not an herb you'll ever get along with. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you're like me and Rosemary is one of your major allies. You're never going to know unless you try. Yeah, look at your, look at your household items. Look at things that you have hobbies with. Maybe garlic. See, garlic's great. We I love garlic. garlic. But like, think about everything that you do on your day to day and think about how you can incorporate some really cool shit. Somebody was talking about how they adore crocheting and apparently, um, in the P.O. box that they're going to be sending you. They're going to be sending me some things, by the way. Including a little mat. 
Wait, who's sending me this? All, just a friend of ours. Um, anyway. Okay, continue. So they're gonna crochet a little bit. Do you know how much self-love that thing's gonna be for me? Do you know how much appreciation and protection I'm gonna give little Matt? Do you know how annoying little Matt and I are gonna be together? So annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna but, lose but my marbles. that's their hobby. So yeah. like, they can incorporate their magical practice into this hobby. And if they only had the one traditional use or the one viral use, how fucking boring would that be? Very boring. And, and how like so so one dimensional and so it's so cool that like you could look at your hobbies your everyday things and just open it up become original and mm -hmm. have at it mm -hmm. um final thoughts i feel like we just both gave our final thoughts um please expect little matt and Big Matt to be the most obnoxious couple on the internet. Thank Please you. Please expect me to spend the rest of the day trying to figure <laughs> out who Matt's talking about right now. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, but that's all we have for you guys today. This has been Books and Broomsticks. I'm Chaotic Witchot. And I'm Matt Hatterplays. And we will talk to you guys next week.